0: Our reading this morning is taken from the book of Exodus, chapter 33, verses 12 to 23, reading from the English Standard Version. Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know. Whom you will send with me. Yet. You have said. I know you by name. And you have also found favor. In my sight. Now therefore. If I have found favor in your sight. Please. Show me now. Your ways. That I may know you. In order to find favor. In your sight. Consider too that this nation is your people and he said my presence shall go with you I will give you rest and he Moses said to him if your presence will not go with me do not bring us up from here for how shall it be known that I have found favour in your sight I and your people, is it not you're going with us so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, this very thing you have spoken, I will do, for you have found favor in my sight. And I know you by name. Moses said. Please. Show me your glory. And he said. I will make all my goodness. Pass before you. And will proclaim before you. My name. The Lord. And I will be gracious. To whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy. On whom I will show mercy. But. He said, you cannot see my face and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back but my face shall not be seen
1: I understand that in the last few weeks you have been studying quite a number of very practical but very heavy subjects You've been asking questions on Sunday mornings. Uh, Is God really in control? Uh, What happens when Christians suffer? Uh, What about those who are are born warriors? And what happens if I lapse into depression? Uh, And I think one of the, the subjects one week was... Forgive and forget. We're great at talking about forgiveness, but to forgive and forget is extremely hard. You can look at the television, you can look at documentaries, you can read articles in the magazines, you can flick through the internet at your leisure, and you'll always find somebody who has got something to say about these particular problems. But the one thing they always seem to miss out is any reference to God. They will give you plenty of advice, but the one thing that is missing is any reference to God, particularly as He has revealed Himself in Christ. Now, I don't know, you may be sitting there this morning and you are depressed, or there's something worrying you, and you feel that life around you is out of control. Well, it's good to remind ourselves That even as believing Christians, we are not immune from these kind of problems. Christians suffer. Christians worry. Christians can lapse into depression. Christians don't always find it easy, although they know they should do it, to forgive and forget. So I have a word here for you this morning that is a text straight out of this encounter that Moses had with God. And this tremendous promise, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. That's the subject you gave me to speak to you on this morning at the end of this series of Sunday morning messages. It's a promise from God which was given centuries ago to Moses, but I believe it is applicable to us applicable to you and me in whatever situation we might be finding ourselves in. Let me then approach this subject as simply as I possibly can by looking at the passage that was read. There are several things that can be said here about Moses. And there are things that Moses did. Because the big question in his mind was, all these troubles have come upon me just trying to look after this nation. And I don't know whether I'm coming or going. I need to know if you are still there, God. And when people suffer, that's often the first thing that comes into their mind. Or when people get depressed, have I lost the sense of the presence of God? God says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest can I point out just four things from this passage which God did for Moses and what God can do for you whatever the situation you are in. In verses 7 to 11, the verses that we didn't read this morning, we discover that Moses worshipped God. That was his regular practice. It was when he went to worship, it says in verse 9, that he heard God's voice. And it's when he went to worship that an intimacy with God was cultivated. That's suggested by verse 11. And very often when troubles assail us, we can get to a point where we say, why bother? Why go on? I I, I feel so down this morning. I, I, I don't think I'll bother going to worship. I'll give it a miss this week. What if Moses had done that? Then everything that we've seen enacted by the children this morning would never ever have come to pass. There's a delightful little book called The Practice of the Presence of God. It was written away back in the 17th century by a French monk, Brother Lawrence. And Brother Lawrence, in this tiny, tiny, thin little book, explains that it was a revelation to him that no matter where he was and what he was doing, he could realize the reality of God's presence with him. Whether he was in the, the, the chapel or whether he was in the monastery kitchen amongst the pots and pans. God was there. If only you and I in our worries, in our times when we are downhearted, would do what Moses did here. Moses Worshipped God. The second thing is found in verses 12 and 13 of Exodus 33. Moses not only worshipped God, but he questioned God. He questioned God. When I was a, a, a teenager, Attending scripture union meetings. The book that we used to sing from. Was known as. CSSM Choruses. And one of the favorites. Was a little talk with Jesus. Makes it right. All right. Sometimes a little talk. With Jesus doesn't make it right, alright. And Moses teaches us that year. Although Moses worships God, he's not afraid to question him. And of course you find this later on in the Bible, in the book of Psalms in particular. I think of Psalms 42 and 43. Uh, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Three times over in those two Psalms, the Psalmist is questioning, is God still there? He's not afraid to question God. And he questioned God because Moses felt He was being asked to go it alone. Sometimes when we are hit by illness and suffering, we can think, why me? Am I the only person that this is happening to? I'm a Christian. This shouldn't be happening to me. Why do I get down? Why can't I shake this off? Moses questioned God. And God came back with the reassuring answer. No, you're not alone. My presence shall go with you. And I will give you rest from all these things that are bothering you. But Moses doesn't leave it there. Yes, he worshipped God. And he questioned God. But he also challenged God. He wouldn't give up. He challenged God. He he, he threw down the gauntlet at God. If, if you're there, if I have found favor in your sight, I I, just want to ask, Lord, if he's challenging God, but I do need to know whether you are with me in this suffering, in these times of perplexity. Are you really there? Or have I got to carry this burden all by myself? And I need to know, says Moses, not just for my own personal benefit, but so that I can be of benefit to other people who depend on me. Moses worshipped God, and then he questioned God, and then he challenged God. There was that level of intimacy that carries with it a note of insistence. You didn't give up with me, Lord, when you were seeking me. So I'm not going to give up on you. which is why the end of chapter 33, we discover that Moses encountered God in a new way. He he prays in verse 18, Show me your glory. I'm a terrible worrier, Lord. If only I could see your glory, my worries would go. I'm a terrible depressive Lord sometimes I'm up sometimes I'm down if only I could see your glory Lord I'm sure that would be fixed overnight God says well you've asked to see my glory but I'm not going to show you my full frontal nude glory Instead, I'm going to give you something better in your suffering, in your worries, in your perplexities. I'm going to make all my goodness and mercy pass by you and flow into your life to enable you in those situations. But it will be a restricted, a a, a restricted access to my presence. That, that great hymn, Rock of Ages Cleft for Me, is based on what happens to Moses at the end of this passage, where he is told to hide in the cave, And as God in his glory passes by, Moses is allowed to peek out and and see what George Morrison of Wellington Church in Glasgow used to call the afterglow of God. Where God has been. And I put it to you this morning, that whatever you're going through, if you continue in your worship and in your questioning and in your challenging, there will come a point where you realize that in it all and through it all, maybe even because of it all, you have a richer and fuller encounter and experience with God than you have ever had in the past. Show me your ways, he says in verse 13. And then he says, no, show me your glory. When was the last time you were in Palmerston Place? You'll know that in Palmerston Place, down in the city centre, there are two big churches facing each other. Palmerston Place, Kirk, and on the opposite side of the road, St. Mary's Cathedral, the Episcopal Cathedral. If you go into St. Mary's Cathedral, you'll be able to see a painting by a man called Alfred Borthwick. And it's called The Presence. People come from all over the world to see it. Surely you as Edinburgh folk have been to see it. This Glaswegian has. And the amazing thing about the painting is that it depicts the cathedral in semi-darkness but up at the front there's a lot of activity going on there's lots of light there's lots of glory there's lots of show and then you notice that at the side of the frame there's the figure also in the shadows of somebody crouched over under a great weight, under a great burden, maybe worried, maybe depressed, maybe suffering. And the artist has painted in beside that figure, in great need, a depiction of Christ, reaching out his hand, To touch this burdened soul. There's been plenty of action here this morning. But I wonder if the real action is now taking place in your heart and mind as the Christ whom we love and worship has once more, just as he did for Moses, laid his hand upon your troubled soul. My presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. It was a word for Moses. And it's God's word for us. Let's pray together. Gracious Father, we thank you for all that we have seen and heard this morning. We thank you for this wonderful reminder through the children of how your presence has been with your people right across the ages. And we believe you are with us still. And you are with us now in a way far greater and more magnificent than anything anyone experienced in Old Testament times. Lord, our prayer. As I beseech thee, show me thy glory, and show that glory in the face of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.